And to Jesus be the glory and the honor. Look who's with me today. My amazing, big, that was amazing <laughs> son-in-law. Really, he's, 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 he's my son. I don't even, even believe in sons-in-law anymore because of you. Well, I love you. Oh, I sure love you. You know, he got, this is Michael Kulianos, I'm sure you know, Jesus' image. When you were 12, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, 12. Wow. He got saved in our church back in OCC in 81. He was 12 years old. And I would always say, where are my boys? Where's my boys? And he and his cousin would come running. I think your brother too would yeah. come, yeah. Theo. And they would come running down. And he used to be dressed in a white suit sometimes. Yeah. You can't believe it. Yeah. And now, look at this. Family. Ooh. I love you. I love Thank you for having me. Michael. Well, you know. We want to pray with you today. We want to pray. Honestly, we want to join our faith together to believe God, to bless your life, mm-hmm. to really bless your life spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially. I believe our future is incredibly glorious. Really, I do. I believe our future, all of us, is glorious, no matter what's going on out there in the world. So, Michael and I are going to Come into ag- agreement today, and believe me, when we agree, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't think I, I don't think you can agree with someone you're not one with, yeah, spiritually. You know, and we've been one for so long. And there are many times when my children will call me about a certain something, and we pray. You know, and I think we've had quite good good success, I'd say, when we yeah. pray together. Yeah, we have. You know, because we. We all face ups and downs in life. And then we're going to tell you something really exciting. But let me prepare you. Uh, December 17th and 18th. 17th and 8th. Oh, it's two days. Two days. Whoa. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I, I thought it was only one day. No. Okay. So Jesus 21. Yeah. December 17th. December 17th, 18th. This year at? Central Florida Fairgrounds. Okay. And which is where they had a few of the Jesus festivals. Yeah. We used to do those festivals years ago, back in the 70s. But we, we will show you a little a little clip in just a little bit about it so you can come. It's going to be a glorious time. Every year, the Jesus, you know, like 20 and 19, yeah. all of them were just life-changing. And last year, of course, I speak at all of them. But who else is speaking? Oh, gosh. Let me see. Oh, you put me on the spot. Well, Ben, our friend Ben will be there. Yeah. Uh, Heidi Baker will Heidi be Baker. there. Heidi Baker. Oh, My, she's a saint. She is. Myself, Jessica, uh, Michael Miller will be there. A bunch of them. Uh, uh, well, Jeremy Riddle, Stephanie Gretzinger. Oh, our choir uh, will be there. I love Stephanie. And others, by the yeah. way. I know you have a lot of speakers coming this this year. And I hear the whole time, I'm, I'm thinking it's only one day because mm-hmm. last year was one day yeah. all day long. Right. So is this also all day long? We're going to start... Late afternoon, early evening on the 17th, and then go till about 10 or 11 at night, and then all day the next day. Okay. Well, listen, what we want to talk to you about right now, because Michael is really anointed with this too, is we want to believe God with you, that the Lord will bless you in every way with His Spirit Mm. in your being, with health in your body, and also that God will bless you financially. You know, it's really amazing to me how God is blessing Michael and Jessica's ministry. And you don't really, I mean, the way you you talk about 
giving, uh, people just respond mm. in a beautiful way because they love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think things are changing today uh, in, a, in a good way, in a good way. I was just on Daystar a few days ago for their uh, praise And the Lord just led me to uh, worship mm-hmm. on the on the set. And uh, dear Marcus and Joni didn't know what was going to happen, and the lines were jammed for three something hours. Wow. Because all I said is, giving to the Lord is no different than worshiping the Lord when we adore Him. So, right. so when I sing glory, glory, glory to the Lamb, well, I'm worshiping. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 96 that giving is worship. Yeah. And it's not just there. I mean, think about the, the people of Israel. Three times a year they had, they had to come to the, you know, feasts, the main feast, the Passover and so on. And they had to bring a gift with them as an act of worship. Mm-hmm. And God said, no man will, will appear before me empty because because it's about honor. Mm. It's about honor. You know, so when we, when we love the Lord, we always want to honor Him. But this also is the way He blesses us. It's the door that opens the amazing blessings of God to come our way. So when we give, something always happens. Let me give you a little, a little story that will really amaze you. When I went to, to uh, uh, Jordan first time, I remember Akil Beltaji, who was the Minister of Tourism, he said, uh, and by the way, I was going to go and meet with the King of Jordan, King Hussein. Mm-hmm. And I was quite ner- you know, nervous about what would happen. I didn't know what kind of meeting I would have with him, because I had never met prior to King Hussein. He was the first monarch I ever met. Wow. I've met Prime Ministers and Presidents be- before that. But never a king, wow. and it's a whole different world. They told me when you when you meet a king, because a king doesn't respond in the same way that a president does. Mm. They, they they hold back way more than prime ministers and so on. So sometimes you got to guess what they're thinking, you know. So I'm walking in there, and and Hakel uh, prior to that said, "What are you bringing to give to my king?" Mm. He said, "You have to have a gift." to give to my king. I said, okay, what does he like? He said, he likes Mont Blanc pens. So, okay, let's, let's go buy one. <laughs> so there was only one store in the entire country, I think, that sold them in, in, this, in the capital of you know, Amen. So we walk in and I looked and said, okay, let's, you know, how much is this one? And, so, and the guy says, well, this is the most expensive one that, was, that you could see. For twenty five hundred dollars, I said, "Good, let's let's buy it." And Akil Beltaji, who was he's gone now, who was the minister of tourism at the time, said, "If you take that that pen in, you'll insult my king." I said, "Well, you just said he likes Mont Blanc pens, and this is the most expensive <laughs> one in the store." <laughs> and he looks at the guy behind the counter. He says. He says, "Is this the the most expensive one you have here?" And, and the man says, "No, it's in the safe." Well, bring it out. So he goes to the safe, bring, and it's gold. The the pen that he had it was only one pen, probably in the whole country. There was gold, Mont Blanc gold. Wow. And then I got quite upset and nervous. I'm thinking, by goodness gracious, you know, I mean, I don't want to pay more than you know twenty five hundred dollars for a pen. 
And that by that by itself, the the pants I always bought was so cheap, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm paying twenty five hundred, you know, twenty five hundred. And so the guy says, "Well, this one is twenty five thousand. Almost fell on the floor." <laughs> and I kid looks at me and says, "Well, where's your credit card?" And I was really upset with him. I'm thinking, "There's no way I'm going to buy a a pen for twenty five thousand dollars to give to a king that I don't even know, hmm. never met before, or whatever." Well, he, he he really pushed me hard, and he said, "No, no." He said, "We're not going to go to see my king unless you buy that pen for him." And I'm like, "Oh, I was really flustered with him," and I gave my credit card in fear and trembling, and I'm so upset. I'm really upset about having to do this. So now we go to see the king, and I walk in, and and when I presented the pen to him, a big smile came on his face. Next thing I know, he kissed me here and kissed me there. So I sat down. <laughs> And something happened. Mm. I leaned over. I said, "Your Majesty." And this was after the, the hellos and all that. I said, "Your Majesty." I said, "I want to preach the gospel in your country. Would you let me?" It just came came out of me, mm-hmm. and he stared at me. Didn't say a word, not a word. I was the first person to ever preach in Amman, Jordan, in a public wow. meeting. Wow. And he gave me the Palace of Culture building. That he is the only one, the only one that ever speaks in is the king. Wow. Well, he didn't tell me anything. So I'm thinking, okay, good try. So he didn't happen. respond to you. Oh, because kings are not supposed to respond. Uh, they have someone else tell you. Wow. Not them. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So then I go and meet with his son, Abdullah, who is the king now. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I met him that same night, I said, well, I was with your with his majesty your father and then I said to him I said when I asked him if I can preach the gospel here and I'm looking at him he says you know it's a yes and I I got so excited I almost wanted to to jump for joy and then I found out because I honored him with that pen it touched his heart and I thought wow I gave him a gift that opened the whole country for the gospel and you had the meeting Oh, yes. Yeah. Not only that, saints. He sent his soldiers to stand all around the building with machine guns to protect me. So that gift touched his heart in yeah. such a way, the whole nation op- opened up, and then later other preachers went to preach in the same country. But I'm, you know, amazed how how quickly God opened that wow. way. And then, so I'm thinking now, oh, Wow. If I honored a man mm-hmm. and got such a beautiful door open to me in those days, mm-hmm. how about honoring God? Yeah. And I think the Lord, when he said in, in the scriptures, he said, if you give your governor something flawed, would he accept your person? Mm-hmm. If you go to meet with a governor and you give him something cheap mm-hmm. or broken, mm-hmm. would he accept it? Mm-hmm. He said, I am God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, out of love for the Lord, we give our best. And our best, God knows, that it comes from the heart, you know. It doesn't have to be a major sacrificial something. It could be just whatever we can give. Mm-hmm. And and Paul said, he said, give what you can give. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes... Um, Forgive me for saying it. I think sometimes certain preachers push people 
to give, where they are pressured to give, and then, then it, it, it becomes emotional rather than spiritual. Mm. Where God is not talking to them. Yeah. A man talked to them yeah. who made them feel so uncomfortable yeah. with whatever moment there that they gave out of fear or out of guilt or something else rather than out of love for the Lord. And so on this side of you days ago, when I began talking about, you know, stop the gimmicks. I said, God doesn't want the gimmicks. Right. He just wants out of love. Those phones rang and rang and rang mm-hmm. and rang and rang. And uh, Joni Lamb told me later, she said, she said people were weeping as they were giving on the phone. They were talking, because she was talking to some of the people. And she said they were crying on the phone. And I thought, isn't that precious? Mm-hmm. The people of God love the Lord so much. They want to give way more than we even know, you know, yes. or even realize. So, but sometimes it's hard to give when you have a, a financial difficulty. Because we, we are, we are uh, prone, is that the right mm-hmm. word? To, to hold back yeah. when we are facing something going on. So today, Michael and I want to pray with you. That the Lord truly will open the windows of heaven on your life and pour out His blessings on you. You want to say something? I want to. I want to hear you now. Well, I love what you're saying. I, uh, giving is the culture of the Trinity. It's who our God is. I love that. Mike. And so, if our God is a giving God, in that the Father gave His Son, the Son gave Himself, the Father gave Himself in His Son, the Father. Uh, Think of this. The the Father gave Jesus before a single person was ever born again. So when the Father says, come to me in faith and give, this this is something that He is. Before a single person was ever saved, He sowed His Son as the firstfruits, as the firstborn Son and the firstborn from the dead. So this is who the Lord is. And the Spirit proceeds from the Father, we know, and... Jesus told us to ask of the Father. So the culture of the Trinity is a giving culture. And if we are children of God, this should be our posture. And we see it throughout the Old Covenant with Melchizedek. I mean, throughout, it's there. But we see the wise men come and offer uh, their best and give to the King. And so when we pressure people, and not we, you and I, but when preachers pressure people, it removes the cheer from the giving. And so the love is lifted in that moment. But what we need to understand is, is that, for, I, I, this is what I tell our church and our students. And I think, you know, worship is a huge part of Jesus' oh, image. That's what I love We love to you, worship. Yeah. But I tell our students, you have to come with more than a song. You come with your whole being. And that includes bringing the Lord something that's costly. And so I watch these young students give so sacrificially in tears out of the goodness of their heart but one thing i teach them is the lord said that that until we can steward another man's goods we cannot be trusted with our own well again the scripture teaches that the tithe is the lord's let's just talk about tithing right well so if that applies to me stewarding another human's goods if i can't be trusted with what belongs to the lord which is everything all the silver and gold is mine the scripture says I'll never be trustworthy 
at the level the Lord wants me to. And so if the Lord, this may have some shock value, but I'm going to say it boldly. All right, I love it. If the Lord doesn't have our resources, he doesn't have our entire life. Correct. We cannot say he has the entirety of my being if he doesn't have access to everything. Billy Graham said the same thing. He said, I can know everything I need to know about you by looking at two things, your calendar and your checkbook. How do you spend your time? Where do you give? Now, this is very powerful. That is awesome, what Billy yeah. said. Yeah, very, it's true. And, and this is what the scripture says. Wherever your heart, wherever your treasure is, there your heart is. And where your heart is, your treasure is, I should say. So, the point is, um, Robert Morris talks about this really beautifully and powerfully. But I can move my heart through moving my treasure. This is important. It's beautiful. Because my heart and my treasure will go together. They'll move together. If you invest in a company, let's just say you knew about a company, you wouldn't be as emotionally connected, certainly not at a heart level, until you invested. The moment you invest, the heart moves with the investment. And the same is in the kingdom. If I feel like my heart, and I do this, Jesse and I do this all the time. If I feel like my heart needs to be more on, uh, more committed to the harvest, if I want my heart to be more involved with what the Lord is doing, His agenda for the ages, one of the most simple things we can do is move our treasure, because our heart will go with it. So, this is what a life of a disciple actually looks like, especially as we mature. The Lord sits back, sits back and waits, and, and, and as we mature in the Lord, we discover, I can move the passion of my heart through my giving. And this is very holy and very beautiful. I could go on and on and on. But the, the reality is this. If you entered the presence of God, you couldn't just mosey on in, let's just say, to the tabernacle outer courts and hang out there. Yeah. You, brought, you brought something to the Lord. Absolutely. And this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, the gimmicks, I'm so glad you're talking about this. They need to die. I believe they are. I believe the Lord's breaking they the, are. They are they are. breaking the legs out from under this. But if not the gospel right now, uh, what is the remedy for this scenario on the earth today? W- we need to find the gospel. We need to put our heart and soul into the gospel. There is one remedy for this earth. People are losing trust at a rapid rate right now. They don't know what to believe, who to believe. Uh, and this is the hour that we need to put uh, the, the, the equity of our lives, which is our work and resources, into the work of the Lord. And this expresses love. Love and giving are synonymous. And you've talked about that a lot. We love our children, we give to them, and this is who we are. So it's a very sacred privilege. Can we, can we pray right now for yeah. the people? And I want you to pray. So sure. Just kind of stretch your hands yeah. towards them, and yeah. I'm going to agree with you. Jesus, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you, Jesus, that you're the Prince of Peace. You're the wonderful Shepherd who is faithful and never leaves us. You said, I'm with you always. Now, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you not only protect your people in this hour, but that you provide for them, that every pastor under the sound of my voice, every mother, every father, every business owner, Lord, every student, that you would so protect and provide for them, that it would confound the wise, 
and that light would shine like it shine like it shone in Goshen. It would shine over them, and there'd be great abundance. Show them the beauty, the beauty of being like Jesus, which is to be lavishly generous. In Jesus' name, the Lord, we both agree. Thank you, Father. We agree. My amazing Thank Michael you, and I agree that every need will be met. Amen. Lord, I thank you for your wonderful presence here that we sense. Pray you will bless them with your presence Amen. in their heart and being. Bless them with your presence in their soul. Bless them with your presence in their life. Mm. Everywhere they go, they will see blessings and multiplications. In Jesus' name, meet every need financially yes, also. They'll always have abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you can give right now, but we're not done yet, so you can start giving. And then we're going to talk about uh, Jesus 21 in just a few moments, and we're going to believe God for amazing things to happen in all of our lives in 2022. Mm. Because I really want to believe right now, even though this is still coming close to the end of the year, still October, of course, but I really am believing the Lord for an amazing 2022, yeah. a year of recovery, really, in many, many ways. So, But let's just start giving to the Lord. And I want to do something right now that I just feel by the Spirit that I really need to do. I'm going to sow a seed myself in the Lord's work. And I'm going to give $2,000 for the Lord's work myself. And uh, because I want something from uh, from heaven when it comes to my finances, that the Lord will grant my desire and my wish. And I think that's the only way we can see it happen, truly, is when we give to the Lord and we have a need mm. in our life. And those of you that have a need, why, 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 why don't you join me today and sow a substantial seed? You know, I, God is not really giving me any amount for you, and He didn't give me an amount for me. That's just something I want to do. Mm. You know, out of my love, you know, I don't want to give the Lord uh, $200. I just feel I want to give the Lord's work $2,000. And so if you feel that you want to join me in a substantial amount, please just feel free and do it for the Lord. And uh, let's believe God for what we want in our own finances. Because Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. And so, you know, release brings increase. Mm-hmm. You know, there's he that scatters and yet increaseth, it says in Proverbs 11. So, give today and watch what God will do with you and through you. Okay, so the info is on the screen for you. Now, before we say bye, and we're not done yet, uh, I want to talk, while you while you are giving, while you are sowing, we're going to talk about, you know, Jesus 21. So, let's run the little clip quickly and watch we're going to come back and pray with you that 2022 will be your year of recovery watch this Everlasting!
gentlemen, who is this King of Glory? The Lord of hosts, He is the King of Glory. Jesus, you have conquered death. The grave has been plundered. You are the King of Glory. To Jesus be all the praise. I'm looking forward to Jesus 21. Let's now, just before we say good goodbye, as the people are still giving mm-hmm. to the Lord's work, I want to join hands with you, yeah. Michael, and let's believe God that 2022 mm-hmm. will be our year of recovery because we've had so much loss, many of us, people have had so much loss, you were saying earlier, people are afraid of what tomorrow might bring, mm-hmm. you know. But our future is bright. Amen. So, Lord, Thank you. Michael and I come into agreement that you'll bless your people. Yes, Lord. Not just now, Lord. Not just this year. But, Lord, that next year, 2022, even though it's a few months away still, that you'll bless your people with such amazing miracles. Yes, Lord. Let 2022 be a year of recovery. Yes. A year of joy in you. Restoration. Yes, Lord. Your word declares David recovered all. Yes, that's right. And you said in your word, I will restore to you the years the locust had eaten. Lord, we agree that 2022 will be the year we're going to see restoration yes. Yes. on a massive Amen. scale Amen, in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, I thank you. Every need is met in your people's lives, even today. In Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. And let me just say one more thing about giving. Giving secures the future. Giving guarantees the blessings of God tomorrow. And I love the scripture in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 2. It says, raise your, your giving. Give a portion of seven and of eight. For thou knowest not what evil will come to the earth. Meaning God will protect you from the evil. I want Michael to come and be with me again. The next time we're just going to minister just the I word of that. God together. Because I love having you. You're such an anointing on you. Okay. Much love. Have a blessed weekend. And I'll see you Monday. Bye-bye.